Hey everybody, it's Justin with B2B Vault, the payment technology podcast with your host, Alan Kopelman. We're providing educational information about business payments, fintech or financial technology, DeFi or decentralized finance, and the technology businesses need in today's world. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the future of payments. And this is part two. So, uh, Alan, here you go. Hey, thanks, Justin. So, welcome to B2B Vault. You know, we did another episode a couple months ago, the future of payments. So, this is the future of payments part two. I think there was a a lot going on recently in the last month. That's the month kinda, has been busy for payments, that's for sure. Yeah, for payments and for businesses. So what's going to shape the rest of 2022? So there's some crazy stuff going on right now with the economy that is looking a lot like 2008. And I don't want to ever see that again. I don't want to go back to 2008 because that was bad, bad. Gas went up to four bucks or more. And then let me tell you, the economy was in rough shape. 2008, what was I doing? Nothing good. Nothing good. You were probably young, though. I was 28. Okay, so. Uh, I take that back. No, I was doing great. I okay. was working. I was doing, I was a power engineering. I was okay. Homer Simpson. Okay. Justin Owens, a.k.a. Homer. So, you know, right now, you know, I talk to a lot of business owners every day. And, you know, gas prices are going up. Wages you know, everybody wants this $15 minimum wage thing. Wages have been going up, you know, because it was hard to find workers during the pandemic. So people still had to hard. pay more. Yeah, it's still hard. I mean, I tried to hire somebody in the office. It took me like two months to find somebody. It was crazy. That was kind of, yeah, I was taken back because I'm like, people only wanted to work at home, even crazy. though they saw in the ad, it said in office only, only. And they were still asking, can they work at home? Or they didn't, you know, they, you know, whatever. They just didn't want to work. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but people made appointments to come for the interview, didn't show up. So it's hard to, it's hard to hire people. And now we have this inflation where prices, I mean, I, I mean, I went to the grocery store. I was like thinking to myself, like, wow, look at the price of that. Look at the price of this, the price of that. I mean, the price is organic are cucumber yeah. costs four dollars and twenty cents. Well, you know that's interesting. So, you know, I bought Costco. I got to hand it to Costco, right? Because you know they have gas, and their gas is usually cheaper than the sh whatever you can find. Usually, right? And they're much cheaper, and the food is also a little cheaper. And one of the things they did during the pandemic, because it was all these like trucking problems, they got their own drivers mm. to drive the trucks and they started sourcing out their own food. So, you know, especially the, the um, produce, okay. you know, and other stuff too. But they started, you know, going and picking the stuff up themselves. Interesting. Instead of, depending on like the company or trucking companies to move their food around. Got it. And, you know, and they've, you know, like I'll see like in Publix, no toilet paper, no this, no that, or very low. Right. right? 
and Costco, they'll have toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning supplies, Lysol, wipes. They have everything. It's, I mean, I can tell you one thing. Like, paper goods has gone out of control. People don't realize, like, when we talk about gas prices going up, you know how many products are made out of petroleum? Probably most of the stuff in the office. Not, not this backdrop, but I can guarantee this sign that's over here in the corner, that's made out of petroleum. The... The desk, your chairs, anything that's got plastic, rubber, these are all petroleum-based products. Right. So, you know, a war on fossil fuels is not being thought out correctly. Mm -hmm. You know, I even saw Starbucks made an announcement that by the end of this year, they actually want to do it sooner than that. They're going to try it store by store. Bring your own cup. So they want you to bring your own cup so they don't have to buy cups anymore. I'll tell you why they don't want to buy cups. I want to tell you, paper goods, the price is through the roof, paper goods. Like I was talking to a restaurant owner and they were telling me, they said, we have to raise our prices on the to-go food, right? Because the price of all the stuff we have to buy to package the food up is double what they were paying a year ago. I believe it. Double. People need to start, they need to get really creative with packaging. I don't, I mean, so like on a environmental. Yeah, but it's not just, but it's not just packaging. It's like, okay, so, you know, like even some restaurants, like, you know, like I, like I talk to restaurant owners all the time and I was in the restaurant business, but let's, we'll get back to that because we're going to discuss restaurants in a minute. But, you know, we're dealing with this inflation, prices are going up and, you know, People don't understand. Basic economics 101 for the United States and the world. I don't care what country you're in. Gas goes up, prices go up. Wages go up, prices go up. I don't, I don't want to hear like them talk about on some of these TV stations like, oh, there's some corporate greed. There's no corporate greed. Like, what do you do? Like, if you have a pen, right, and you paid... 50 cents for that pen and you were selling it for 75 cents, but now the pen costs you 70 cents. You can't still sell it for 75 cents. You have to make enough money to pay for your employees, the light bill, the the gas to get to and from work. I was listening to somebody tell me, so their workers were complaining and it cost too much to drive to work. They were saying some people were commuting, you know, 30, 40, 50 minutes to get to their job. You know, and then we have, you know, in the 2008, we had a big problem where you had um, people, the mortgages, we had a big mortgage failure, you know. Mm-hmm. And if this persists, this inflation and everything, we're going to see like some mortgage default. But we're going to where we're going to see the mortgage default is not directly related to mortgages, but because people took out business loans during the pandemic. So we went to take out a business loan They actually sent me the money. Then they sent me, I I never got paperwork for the loan, right? So about six months into the loan, I get the paperwork from the SBA, right? So the SBA, they don't give you the money. It's connected to a bank. Right. Man, they wanted everything. They wanted my, they they wanted to put a lien on the business, my house, my business partner's house. I was like, oh, hell, I'm not doing that. I gave them the money back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, because I said, well, we don't really need the money. 
So we didn't need the money. We thought maybe we would need the money, right? Right. Because we didn't know what the pandemic was going to bring. And it took a long time to apply for the loan and then get the loan. And then when we finally got it, but then six months after we got, we got it, we realized like we don't really need it now. And we were going to use it for something else. But then when we saw the terms and conditions, I was like, oh, no, no, no. So if some business got money from the government and then now they fail because mm. all this inflation kills their business, right? Because you can price yourself out of uh, what you're selling. If you're a restaurant, you have to keep raising your prices. People are going to stop eating. They're not going to come to eat as often. Nope. You know, so there's those business loans could affect the mortgages, right? Because the SBA, they'll just foreclose on your house and your business. They don't care. And websites, people need to get, you know, with everything that's going on in 2022, people got to look at their websites and upgrade their websites. Like if you're going to make an investment in your business, I've told people all the time, like you have a website, it's 10 years old. It's way too old. Websites got to be updated all the time. And, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, like you have an old theme, you got to go to a new theme. Something. You got to constantly invest. And then with all these rising wages, there's been a lot of talk about automation and kiosks. I saw several announcements this week from restaurant groups that they're going to put kiosks in the restaurants, fast food, fast casual, mm -hmm. um, even sit down places. So you can order your food off of a device and not even deal with them. It could be a little bit hard if somebody's got like, you know, like my mom gluten free and you know oh i don't want you know she changes the whole dish around <laughs> you know the, the person has to write a book when you go out to eat with my mom right mm -hmm. and restaurants you know i was talking to quite a few restaurant owners and we just had one guy that owns um, two restaurants and another guy that owns a couple restaurants call us and they all switched over to cash discount you know as part of trying to re trying to, you know, get a little relief, mm. you know, from, from the extra, you know, that'll re relieve a little bit of expense from them, right. you know, but a lot of restaurants are looking at automation. How can they have let, they have less employees sometimes, you know, because they can't hire any, or they're going to have, they want to have less employees. So they're trying to figure out automation, like how to put in a kiosk, right. how to get more people to order from their website. That's why I was saying, have a better website. Um, put spaces outside for curbside pickup, do their own delivery, you know, but I noticed like a few restaurants now started to put software in where let's say the delivery companies take 20 or 30%, they'll raise the prices to the DoorDash 30%. Right. Because DoorDash takes 30% or whatever the percentage is. Yeah. Right? I don't like the way that, that they, I don't know who needs to figure that out, but I don't, I get the delivery fees and all that because I mean people got to make money, right? right. No one's going to do stuff for free. Um, it's complicated. It's very complicated the way it, it, I I feel like it puts the restaurant in a really tight spot, right? Well, the restaurants now like are are trying to tell people like order from our website, right? right? And come pick it up yourself. Please, please come pick it up yourself because like, they're we don't... killing us. I mean, right. I remember reading this one real quick. I was reading an article about how. This really popular restaurant um, in New York was, you know, super, I don't remember the name of it, but they were doing really well. And then the pandemic came and they started, they offered delivery. Well, 
they weren't delivering the food in DoorDash and all these other places were. Come to find out, when they when you would when they got the food, to, when the person who finally got the food, yeah, it would be upside down. Oh yeah, they get bad reviews. Over. Yeah, right. And so the restaurant, yeah, the restaurant literally get bad ends, up, reviews. ends up closing down. Yeah, because they were like, oh, since the pandemic, this place has took a turn for the worse. Blah blah blah. Next thing you know, it's like it's not even them. Right, because the delivery driver is picking up tons and tons of food. And they don't It's care. getting sloshed around in the car. They don't work for the restaurant. Right. But the bad thing is the restaurant's then getting, like, bad reviews right. online. Oh, the food is horrible. You know, Cold. when the pandemic happened, I try to tell a lot of my restaurant clients, I'm like, if you're going to do, like, to-go food, you're going to make, you know, gonna you're going to try to, like, do more delivery. You got to look at, like, some of the items on your menu. Do they travel well? Can they travel? Right. Can they travel you know, can what kind of packaging can you put it in so it's not going to fall apart? Right. Like if you have a steak and you usually slice it up and put it on a, a plate, like do you, do you really want to slice the steak up when you send it to somebody's house? Like it's going to be the dipping sauce. Huh? What about the sauces and the right? That's what I mean. You got to have containers. So to put complicated. The sauces on the side. That's why I was telling you, like stuff doesn't travel well and it goes all over the place. Yeah, like I got a delivery one time and stuff was my son was tired of eating my food even though he, i'm a great chef you know because i was a chef and i could cook well my son was like no let's get some to-go food and it came and it was horrible and i was like i ordered I felt, a pizza not during the pandemic yeah and i swear to god it, like i'd have to be on camera for you I, I gotta show you this is the pizza looked like he was holding it in his arm like this all of the toppings when i opened it up like this all of the toppings were on one side. Oh, that's crazy. I was, I was. No, but that's the problem because they had people that weren't trained happened. to do food delivery and they didn't work for the restaurants. So they didn't care. So, you know, I see restaurants getting created. I was eating at this place in Boca and they had these, um, these like TV dinners. I love when restaurants do that. Yeah, they have this like TV dinner program. So they're like, oh, you could buy these dinners and they're frozen in a container. That was I thought that was really innovative. Um, one client we had that was a pizza place. They were making like they were offering people to sell them dough. So kind of like you could have something fun to do with your kids. So you could come there and buy like dough in a bag and then buy like a container of sauce and the cheese and the toppings like all separate. And then they were also selling like frozen like they made the crusts. Mm. But they didn't put sauce on them. Nice. So they just made the crust. You could buy like a package of 10 crusts. And then a big bag of cheese and a thing of their sauce. And they were selling like a pack. You know, restaurants, I think like some restaurants like got away from that as, you know, the pandemic kind of loosened up. I think they need to rethink that and come up with that kind of food yeah. offering because people want to people, especially now, prices are so high. There's a place real quick. Yeah. There's a place in, over in Oakland Park, Times Square's Pizza. You ever yeah. Been there? No. It's across the street from Target. Okay. And they sell frozen Masacholi, yeah. frozen stuffed shells. That's smart. It is the bomb. Okay, see go and get some no. Times Square pizza. <laughs> okay, so that's what people need to do. There's, I think, restaurants need to rethink. I was in another restaurant in Hollywood near my mom's, and when you walk there, that's the restaurants like down a side street, and there's it's an area where they just built all these apartments and condominiums. Mm -hmm. You know, they tore out a a trailer park and a bunch of 
you know, nasty buildings and mm. some warehouses and built all these apartment buildings and townhouses and all this stuff. And there's restaurants like kind of like in the middle of that neighborhood. Tucked away. Yeah, tucked away. They have a nice big parking lot. And the guy was really smart. On in the front he put changed all the parking spots for uh pickup or just come to and if you come inside and inside the guy put like some refrigerators there and he has quick like grab and go stuff. Well like yeah. juices and drinks or No, whatever. not just that prepared food. So someone nice. can come in and get a salad just on their way home, pick it up, boom. Get out. They don't have to go to the store or whatever. I think restaurants need to really think like like how they're gonna how they're gonna how they're gonna evolve, you know, with the economy and also from I think they should learn like from the pandemic to be more creative. And even retail. How is the mom and pop business gonna compete against Amazon, Walmart, Target, you know, the big box stores? You know, I think retail stores need to really think about getting putting in point of sale systems, getting a real e-commerce website, offering people curbside pickup, you know, curbside pickup, uh, in-store pickup and figure out like how to how to do that, because otherwise we're especially with what's going on now. Um, you know, we're going to see people are going to really be price sensitive. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's it's a shame, but I real, think real quick too yeah. about the retail and, and you know this is something that like hits home for me, right? Like the small mom and pop shops, like where I come from in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um, it's those small mom and pop shops that kind of run the city, right? Like it runs every city. Like right. you go so, down, like everybody can't shop at Walmart. No, like, it's not. You know, I'm just saying it's not feasible. But yeah, I I really. I, I wish we could put like an APB out to like all these small businesses, especially like, you know, the brick and mortar shops who are in direct competition with the Amazons and the Walmarts. Everybody's like, in competition with Build your with website, please. Like yeah. if, if you've had a shop for over 10 years and you have a customer following, I guarantee you that you will see a return of investment after you set up your shop. I mean, it's not like you have to put your whole store online. Yeah. You know, people often think of building an e-commerce site. But also get on social media. Right. But I mean, if you don't have to, if you have a thousand products, you don't have to put all 1000 products on your website right. at once to launch it. OK, if you have 10 products in your shop that sell well, like on a regular basis, start with those. And then but a lot of the point it. of sale systems have it where you can it'll suck off your inventory into a shopping cart. Right. So you got to look at technology, and it's there for you. So right. Use There's it. a lot of technology that can do that and enable you to have an e-commerce shop. You know. And another thing, like shopping centers versus freestanding buildings. I'm starting to see Starbucks close up that are in shopping centers and going into a freestanding building. I mean, you drive past like Starbucks. Fast food, these places have lines around the building, especially Chick-fil-A. I don't know. They, they, I don't know what they, I was, I don't know what they, the pickle juice that they soak the chicken in. I don't know what makes the chicken so good, but every time I drive past a Chick-fil-A, there's a line, two lines. They got, they got drive through like it's unbelievable. 
And they got a lot of these fast food are doing curbside pickup. You order on the app. Right. They're encouraging people to order like on the app or, or on order a kiosk, ahead of time. Order ahead of time. Come pick it up. Get curbside. And I think a lot of businesses need to rethink like where they are. Like if it's time to to move, or I see a lot of new places going into freestanding buildings, mm-hmm. and a lot of the bigger chains like Starbucks. And other places like Chipotle's are moving into freestanding buildings so that they can serve their customers better. I seen Starbucks inside of a Macy's the other day. Yeah, they have them everywhere inside the mall, inside Macy's, inside Target. I thought I was lost. Like I literally, I was. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen them everywhere. Starbucks, it's crazy. But I'm just saying, like there was one down the street from my house. They closed. They they built a freestanding building. It's doing um, better. And no, and they closed the one in the shopping center. Oh, really? Yeah. And then they opened back up in the shop. Same. They closed the one in the shopping center. But now that everything loosened up with the pandemic, they reopened it back up. Ah. You know, but it was closed for a while and only the one with the drive through was open. But I go by these ones all the time. And man, they got lines around there. People don't want to go inside the Starbucks. Right. So the one like ones that I see that are in a shopping center, they're not as busy as they used to be. No way. There's even no one inside of the shopping center. Right. And even the Dunkin' Donuts, the line is around the block at these places. I get so upset when my daughter asks me for a breakfast sandwich. I usually end up just making it myself. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying it's a big it's a big change. So that just goes to show you that businesses need to have like drive through. They need to have curbside pickup. Even they have at uh, the Wendy's down the street from the office. There's parking spots outside uh, for, they have a marked for curbside pickup. Right. Olive Garden has that in their parking lot. Olive Garden has a, their, their little, their procedure is really slick. Yeah, for, uh, yeah, you order online and then they tell you when your food is ready and when it, you know, approximately what time, and they tell you what parking spot to go yep. to. You pull into the parking spot, they, you tell them what kind of car you have, and they bring it out. Right. So this just goes back to like to the restaurants. If you don't know what to do, like it, just like we said, go to Olive Garden and see how they do it, and then implement it into your business. Yeah. You know, if you if you're a if you're an e-commerce shop with a website, and look you don't know where to start, yeah, look at somebody else in the account in your in your industry. industry, and you know you don't have to copy it, but you know, you get an understanding of what they are doing and then you do it and you implement it into your business and I guarantee you'll be successful. Yeah, and you got to be present on social media. Social, social, social. social. Everybody's got to be social. And then, you know, we did, you know, what's going on with payments, cash, credit, crypto. We just did a podcast on that a few podcasts back. I suggest you listen to that. I mean, cryptocurrency is going to be getting bigger and bigger. Buy now, pay later consumer financing for other types of products, um, you know, other types of alternative payment methods, you know, what kind of payment options or services can help you against your competition. You know, maybe you take Bitcoin and the other, your other competitors are not taking Bitcoin. Maybe you'll make an extra sale or two, depending on what kind of business vertical you're in. And it's important, you know, you got to evolve with uh, everything. Real quick, uh, just want to ask everybody to uh, check us out on Spotify. Make sure you subscribe to the channels. Um, we're on all of the 
digital ser service providers, um, the DSPs, um, such as Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Amazon Radio, uh, Pandora, Amazon Music, Pandora, Overcast. Um, we're there. If you if you if you have a hard time finding us, reach out to us and we'll get onto your platform. Um, you can check out all the past episodes on Spotify or head over to b2bvault.info. There's a form there for you to fill out if you have any you know questions or tips or if you would like to be a guest, fill out the form and we'll get back to you. Make sure you follow us, like and subscribe to to us. At B2B Vault on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Again, that's at B2B Vault Rocky. Rocky. What's up, dude? Rocky. Rocky is, he doesn't want to let me win today. Um, Show Rocky. But yeah. Let's put, let's put Rocky on camera. Rocky, everybody. Rocky, Rocky, what's going on? Why are you barking? Come here. Uh, he's not. He's, anyway. Okay. So, so thanks. <laughs> um, make sure you uh, check up. I mean, subscribe, like, turn on post notifications. Never miss another B2B Vault episode. Here you go, buddy. All right. So now let's get into like automation. You know, we see it at the airport for check-in and now we're going to see more and more automation because as this inflation happens, you know, this is going to push people to have less employees and you know, to be, to keep the doors open. Right. So that, you know, we're going to see a lot of automation. So kiosks is like a big thing and, you know, kiosks at the table and restaurants we talked about, um, people ordering, you know, another form of automation is, you know, order on the website before you get to the store kind of thing, either picking it up in the store or curbside. And, you know, we might see some other clever ways of people doing automation you know you can buy a car online you don't even have to go to the car dealership you yeah buy a car carvana yeah carvana they just come and drive deliver it to your house on a truck it's, it's crazy. pretty cool you know and i saw elon musk you know they're raising the price of the tesla now because they can't get the they're trying to come up with a new battery technology right because now the part of the world where you get all the the uh the nickel and the lithium i was gonna say the lithium <clears throat> we can't get anymore nope. because of what's going on so there's going to be a big shortage of so he's coming up with a different battery technology and some of some of the battery technology cuts down on how far the cars will go mm. so they're actually asking people who bought a tesla that they told them oh go 250 miles well we can only make it go 200 miles with this other battery because it has less lithium. So I don't know. I don't I personally like I'm all for like alternative energy, but I think that it takes time. Like right. you can't just pull the plug. It takes time to figure out like what is that alternative energy? And like one thing like nobody looks at is like hydroelectric. Mm -hmm. And there's been cars before. I think if you go on Google, you can Google water car, not on YouTube, water car. And, you, and you'll see like I've cars seen, running on water and I mean, stuff. That's how one of the oldest cars 
first started running on you know steam yeah running right. on steam so i think that there's you know there's got to be a little bit more um a little bit more to do with that i mean i even saw recently from uh, a video and it was they were talking about these giant windmills you know mm -hmm. that make the wind power and then those turbines break right after a while they break or when they get really cold in the winter they crack mm -hmm. and then they send them all to to this they send them all now to this company and this company figured out a way how to recycle them nice. and they grind them up and then they burn it with uh along with coal and uh which I know they want to stop using coal too. So they better figure out like, okay, if you're going to get rid of coal and you're going to get rid of gas, what are you going to, what are you going to use to produce electricity? So I'm not that smart. I'm not a scientist, <laughs> but I think we got to think get water is a good you know, resource. I well, think. hydroelectric, that's where they make the water go up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. But that can't, that, you know, you can only, you know, I think that over time, you know, like, what did I read? I said, said that 7% um, of the cars sold last year were electric cars. So they can't make them fast enough no. to get everybody an electric car. Plus, let's say you live somewhere like my daughter lives in Iowa, right? And let's say you live an hour outside of Cedar Rapids. I've driven out there before. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing over there. You're driving past farm after farm. Sometimes you're driving by a farm. It's like one guy's farm for, for 30, 40 minutes. That's a yeah. long time, right? Well, if your car doesn't, you know, how are you going to get a car that's going to, you're going to drive from like some farm out there and how are these farmers going to, going to, what are they going to do? They're going to have a solar powered thing to go the tractors the, the tractor like that's not gonna work right like, they got to rethink some of this stuff that's going on i mean i think it's going to take a lot longer than you know saying oh yeah we want we want to get rid of fossil fuels to do that right now we're gonna we don't want to see an economic downturn you know no. in the economy so you know what's you know what are going to be the drivers now like i think people need to also look at their marketing you know Right now, everybody needs to look at their marketing, your website, email marketing, text messaging, especially for, I think text messaging is effective for like retailers and for websites. I think that's a really effective way to get more business. I think texting is also very effective for non-for-profits, trying to raise money. Restaurants. Social media. Yeah, restaurants. Texting is great. Hey, don't forget to order. We have a special. Send out coupons through that. A lot of people are starting podcasts. We're very committed to, I've been very committed to this podcast and putting together schedules and doing it more often to give people educational information and share my knowledge of business. I owned a restaurant, I owned an app company, I owned a printing company, I owned a graphic designing company. So I've experienced in a lot of different businesses, the hotel industry, the restaurant industry, catering industry. Justin's been involved in websites and online marketing for over a decade. So, you know, we have a lot of experience between the two of us about with all types of different businesses. You Indeed. know, there's a ton of like audio platforms coming out. Everybody's adding audio rooms. It seems to be like a popular way. Like Clubhouse, Clubhouse, Twitter, Twitter, Spaces. Twitter Spaces, LinkedIn's adding audio rooms, Facebook's looking to do they it. They have the 
groups. I guess they've already been doing that for a while. Yeah. So they have that, you know, trade shows are starting to come back. I see some business networking coming back a little bit, you know. We were just, just at the little... Alternative Products Expo. There was a lot of people there. I was surprised. Yeah, there was a lot of people at that expo. That was a pretty, I would say, I wouldn't say it was highly attended, but I'd say there was quite a bit of traffic in there. For sure. Because there was a lot of vendors. Did you make it back during the weekend or no? No. no. But there was a lot of vendors there. Plus, they had a lot of people in their booths, and there was a lot of, so, you know, you don't know. You could tell kind of like because people that were from a vendor usually had like a special shirt on. Yeah, right. But I think shows are starting to make a little bit of a comeback. I think it just depends on, you know, like bigger companies are not sending people to their employees to shows yet. You know, they're taking I think extra precaution. Yeah, both. I think the people itself don't want to go yet. And I think the the businesses themselves don't want to take that risk. Well, they don't want to take the risk with the employees. Right. So, you know, but. I think slowly it's going to start to come back. It's not on the news as much. There's other stuff on the news that's create going into the news cycle. I mean, in comparison, real quick, to the, we went to the Small Business Expo during the Omnicron, right? And there was no one there. Oh yeah, that place you could have rolled a bowling ball and not hit a person, right? Except in when comparison people, is to this one, right? It's like night and day. Yeah, and they're going to have another Small Business Expo. I think later this month down in Miami. Yeah, I think they're coming back for whatever. I guess maybe it was they, bad turnout. For yeah, not such a good turnout. Wasn't it? Yeah, we even saw like at least five or six booths where what people didn't even show up. Five. They had that whole section. Remember on the other side, it was yeah. just empty. Yeah, it was just empty. People didn't show, show up. up. For their there booths. was space. Yeah, the names of the, the yeah, businesses the were still there, but there, there was no. There was one giant booth that somebody set up, but nobody showed up for. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah, so it's you know it's uh, you know business is tricky right now. So I think businesses need to look at their you know how they can how they can you know create more automation with their business. I mean, we've definitely you know done that with our website, like. We tell people, hey, go to the website, fill out the online application. We do everything through eSign. We do Zoom meetings with people, do Zoom demos. We, you know, we get everything, you know, we get everything, you know, In going. Place. And I think, you know, businesses need to look at, you know, different ways how to how to how to streamline how to streamline your business, especially with this inflation. It's something that um, is very concerning to me right now. The technology is there for you guys to use. Right. For sure. I mean, there's really no excuse anymore for. Yeah. If you go on our website, npsbank.com, we have a ton of technology solutions on there. Yep. Plus, you can set up an appointment with us. Um, we'll put the appointment link in the show notes. We get You can set up an appointment. We can talk to you. We do Basically, we're consultant. We work for you. You come to us, we consult with you, we find out about your business, what you need, what you're trying to accomplish, what kind of budget you're working with. Now, some people come to me and they go, oh, I have the, I want all this stuff. I had a, uh, a guy recently, he wanted all this stuff and he wanted a POS and he wanted a scale and the scale needed to print out like the, the way the food and then spit out a thing, to, uh, a sticker to stick on the food. I was like, the, the scale with the printer on it was exposed cost more than the whole POS system no. because it's very, you know, you're talking about a very, a very, uh, you know, complicated piece of equipment and there's right. only one or two companies that sell that. If you want to just put a scale next to the cash register and it just 
reads what what's on the package and then rings it up that's a different story you know different scale it's like a quarter of the price right but the ones that print out like when you go to the, the deli store and they... yeah and it prints out the thing and the, or they have them in the back too like they're weighing the steak and the ground beef and the fish and then it's printing out. i think those scales are three to five thousand dollars no kidding yeah they're very very expensive because you know it's linked up to your uh pos database and then it's printing it out and then the person's scanning it and it's a whole inventory tracking system it's like when you go into Publix and you see all those no i I get it what you're saying now why that makes sense why it'd be so expensive i mean you you got five hundred thousand different products they all need to be in you know you need the inventory needs to be tight you can't right selling three pounds of cod and not knowing it right well, no, it's checking it out. Like, they get a whole fish in, so they know, like, oh, we got 10 pounds of salmon. Then they know how much they sold. Well, there was some waste because they threw out the bones and the head and the tail, right? Right. So there was some, there was a little bit of waste with that. So they they can account for that. So, that, you know, that's that's kind of like what, the, what, the, what that's designed to do. But that can help your business. Just like we have other products, you know, like liquor control products that can help you control your liquor costs in your business. You know, businesses, you know, you have to spend money on technology in order to save in other areas. And yeah. I think businesses need to look at technology today and technology so much cheaper today than it was, you know, ten years five, ago. ten years ago. It's, it's become a, a lot less expensive and especially a lot of it's cloud based and you can use Android tablets and iPads, which is a lot less expensive than a computer. And even there's computer technology and kiosk technology and different types of technology, website technology. You know, I've seen places where they use website technology basically to get you to order your food at the table. Basically, you're just doing it through a mobile website. It's not even an it's not even an app. It's just a mobile website. So, you know, if you're looking for different technology, reach out to us. We'll give you consulting and set up a free 15 minute call and we'll help you with whatever you want to do. You want to talk about alternative payments, whatever you want to talk about. Follow the podcast, B2B Vault everywhere, social, all the podcast networks, YouTube. And uh, thank you for listening today. Everybody have a great day. Carpe diem.